Energy price pain is far from over, with the average household's electricity bill set to soar by $700 next financial year. The Federal Parliament has this afternoon passed its $12 a gigajoule gas price cap and the $1.5 billion assistance package for concession card holders and small business after hours of debate. This plan is a combination of immediate action but also future reform. They're turning the old system off before the new system is built. We've seen it in other countries like Venezuela and yep. in, in this sort of time frame, but not here. It's written in black and white. This legislation will take some of the pressure off power bills. This bill will not see power prices going down. The gas companies shriek about how unfair it is, and yet at $12 a gigajoule, the profit across the spectrum of Australia's gas fields will sit at somewhere between $4 and $8. I believe the eyes have it. Happy holidays. New South Wales Parliament will be recalled next week to legislate the agreed $125 a tonne coal price cap, with the combined package allowing the average household to keep a further $230 in their pockets. Chris Richardson is an independent economist. Chris, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Cass. Now, the government has marked this as a win, delivering on its promise while noting it doesn't make the issue of rising bills disappear. Given the average bill will still rise by $700, just how effective is this package? Uh, look, it's doing what it can, but what it can is not much. There is nothing trickier for governments to juggle than a cost of living crisis. Part of the problem is uh, if you try to help people by giving them money, uh, then they will spend it. So those lower uh, power prices help people directly, but we're going to get some inflation anyway. Uh, it's tricky. There is no easy answer here. You say we're going to get some inflation here. Energy prices, as we've heard repeatedly, are the key driver of inflation right now. What impact can you potentially quantify what this package might have on inflation? Uh, in the middle of this year, so only a handful of months ago, the average Australian family was paying a bit less uh, than $1,500 a year uh, for its electricity. Um, by the end of 2023, uh, so a year from now, that's going to be $700 higher. Mm. Um, you know, so we're talking a lot of pain. The, it, it would have been closer to uh, 930 That's the government's point. It's saving uh, $230 compared to where it would have been, but still $700, $14 a week worse off by the end of 23 than you were in the middle of uh, this year. So does that $230 savings for the average household, um, is that an adequate result from this much-anticipated package, which we know is going to cost a combined $3 billion? Um, thanks for asking the hard one, Kath, <laughs> uh, because uh, in, in some ways uh, this package is trying to do a little too much. Uh, and, and to be fair, you know, the government needs to do something. What is happening around uh, electricity and gas prices, you know, you've got the combination of the war in Ukraine running into the fact that we, we tax gas badly and we regulate our electricity markets badly. Uh, that combination means um, electricity and gas prices central to rising inflation, central to the likelihood that the Reserve Bank may continue to raise interest rates, central to the pressure on family finances, the dollars that we're talking, uh, and central to the slowdown in the economy. So the government had to do something. Just back on inflation, the federal government says that by doing so, it will also reduce inflation by 0.5%, as opposed to delivering cash handouts that could further 
fuel inflation. Do you agree with that? Um, no, they're over-egging. So think of the two things they're doing. Uh, they're capping some prices for gas and for coal. Uh, and that is more or less a direct improvement in inflation, and that's great. Uh, but when you hand um, families money to to make their life a bit easier, uh, you know, same as the last government did with its fuel tax cut, same reasoning, same political rhetoric, it just doesn't work. A, um, a cost of living crisis, again, very hard for a government to juggle. Uh, they can make people directly better off using taxpayer money, um, but as they make people directly better off, uh, the families will spend that extra. That will push inflation back up again. We know the price caps are temporary, Chris. Uh, the plan, the plan, I say, is just one year. What happens to bills once those caps are lifted? Uh, that's more in uh, the you know the question of what happens in Ukraine uh, than perhaps what happens uh, in Australia. Um, economists don't like to see interventions go on too long. You know this. Uh, will help in the near term. But as you solve some problems with intervention, you create other ones. That's why you know economists are usually looking for these to be temporary. 12 months uh, is fine. You would want the government uh, in the meantime to be looking at how we tax gas, how we regulate our East Coast electricity markets. Both of those things are a mess. Uh, if we can do something better there, if there is better news uh, out of that war in Europe, uh, then yes, there will be better news on electricity prices too. On RN Drive, Chris Richardson is here talking about energy price forecasts for the next year. And Chris, could any positive impact in this new legislation be diminished by some with higher incomes spending this saving? Yeah, and, and that is my fear. And, and again, you know, the government needed to do something. Um, my criticism is, in a sense, that it's doing a little too much. It is leaning into the politics uh, by being seen to do something, uh, you know, because that's what politicians do. That's what the last government did with its fuel tax cut. But mm -hmm. the criticism from economists like me of that fuel tax cut is the same of the support for households uh, around these electricity bills. Same problem. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not just higher income uh, people, it's lower income people. You know, if you make uh, their bills lower, which is part of what we're trying to do, some of that will be spent and push inflation again. Mm. Uh, some of the detail we're still waiting on of exactly who will get support and what it might look like, and that'll be decided between the state, territory and federal treasurers over summer. But we know that the payments won't flow until the second quarter of next year. So how soon can households expect to see any impact? Um, well, not soon, you know, mm. because it is... Go governments aren't built uh, for speed. They're built for comfort, right? And, and you're seeing parliaments getting recalled uh, to try to do something as mm. fast as they can. They're trying to get ahead of what's called the default market offer uh, that's coming in February to, to make that sort of, in effect, floor price uh, around electricity as low as possible. Uh, hence the the um, running around, hence the, the lack of consultation that industry quite reasonably is is uh, whinging about. You know, this problem's been in the making for many, many months and suddenly, uh, you know, it's all happening in a uh, great rush. Yes, uh, it is going to be a number of months 
uh, before you can expect people to benefit from this. And even then, their electricity prices are going to go up, just not as much. Mm. Once this 12-month intervention ends, the government is proposing a reasonable price provision, which has drawn the ire of industry. You've described this as a worrying prospect and say the focus should be on tax and regulatory reform. Why is that? Um, so governments are running the, the gas industry, you know, that's not something that I'm looking for. Uh, you know, the government in effect is saying we're going to keep uh, a big baseball bat. Uh, you don't need to do that if you actually get your policies right, if you tax right, if you have your regulation around the electricity markets right, then fine, you know, companies can go, you know, make the best profits they can and and uh, it works out for everybody. This is a very large uh, regulatory uh, provision and it does sound like overreach to me. I, I certainly don't understand it on the economics. My um, only guess is there's some politics here. The government will trade that away uh, as they look to to uh, make some other changes. So you've called for market in- intervention, but you're not pleased with what you're seeing. So what would you have preferred to see? Is it Does it rest with tax reform? Um, so, so this came a little late. Now, late is better than never, uh, but what it means is we've rushed this. And and so there will be uh, unintended consequences here uh, and they could blow up yet. So problem number one, we've rushed it. Problem number two, um, I don't want to see those extra subsidies in there. The caps by themselves, um, you know, are the most sensible uh, economic thing. Uh, and problem number three is that you know, the ongoing reasonable price provision. Um, so it's, uh, I think the government's done the right thing. I just think it's a little late, uh, it's a little much, uh, and it hangs around with that reasonable price provision a little long. Chris Richardson, great speaking with you. Thank you. Thanks, Kath. Chris Richardson is an independent economist. You're with Catherine Robinson on RN Drive. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.